Hello. Hello. This is Joya Italiano. And this is Jeff Ekman. And welcome to No But That's a Thing. A podcast where we talk about the science ideas that are contained in sci-fi movies. Yeah, neither of us are experts in any of these things, but we care about them and uh, we feel like we can make it interesting for you. So we Googled some stuff after watching a movie and here we go. Here we go. Oh, that was a good one. Fucking Splice. The movie Splice. (laughs) Where does... What does one say about Splice, Jeff? It's about two scientists making a creature baby. Mm-hmm. And they're going to parent that baby into reality. Mm-hmm. It's really like they basically splice a bunch of DNA of different animals and plants. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think I saw plants in there. And human to create a super being that they can cure cancer from. I, I really did like it the first time I saw it. And I still kind of like it but the the thing was when it does go to that place that's all about like okay now he's fucking the child it's mm-hmm. no longer saying something about parenting yeah it like well, goes off message and... well i think you're actually being too fair to the filmmakers like on one hand i was like oh this is an allegory for parenting but then i'm like i don't think that that's what this dude's trying to do well it eventually do- well that's where i think like on this viewing i don't feel like it's as successful as i thought the first time because it does end up being this thing that's just about it's just trying to grow you out it's like really trying to mm-hmm. be disturbing and it's not serving the premise of the movie to be to go to that disturbing place exactly. oh we didn't say the name of their company is the nucleic exchange research and development which stands for nerd and yeah. that's why there's like they've got like a nerd t-shirt and then dren spells nerd in yeah, like... it's Circle Jerk City, USA, population, all of us involved with <laughs> yeah. watching or seeing this movie. Um, <laughs> um, no, anyway, so the, I, I know that I'm crapping on it, but it's because I just, this was one of those, I kept saying, like an almost but no movie, where I, uh-huh. I think it like really introduces some interesting concepts, but execution-wise, I'm like, you're garbage. Okay, major big concept, umbrella thing, splicing mm. human DNA with that of animals. All right. Okay. That's actually a thing. How exciting. Let's get right into it. So imagine, if you will, a human gene fused to that of a jellyfish, spliced neatly into the DNA of a bacterium. This is the beginning of an article that I started reading in BBC News. It was released in 2010, which was obviously after, shortly after the movie was released. And they were talking to a, to a scientist, and her name is Dr. Jennifer Roan. She spent 15 years of research basically in the fields of virology, cell biology, cancer, and gene therapy. And they were asking her about this. Like This is from an article called The Not-So-Strange Science of Splice, and that's where, where I got started. Now, so the parts that weren't about incest. Yeah, Jeff. <laughs> the not so anyway. straight sides. <laughs> yeah, the not so, yeah. Because she actually said um, in this article, she was saying the splicing of human with non human genetic material has been a routine tool since the recombinant DNA revolution of the 1970s. Huh. Can you fucking believe that? I had no idea. Anyway, so, you know, since then, of course, technology has been more and more advanced as so that they could engineer human DNA in living animals, either for basic research or to produce produce large quantities of proteins used in medicine. So that's what they were Mm. doing in Splice. Like, that's where this all began, right? Like, they're trying to find a cure for, was it cancer? Was it Parkinson's? I think it's both. Yeah. General (laughs) bad diseases that people don't like having. So then they go on to ask her, is splicing easy? Or, you know, they made it seem like it was like, oh, we have, who knows? we got all these test tubes. Yeah, uh, we just like drop a um, couple droplets in here, a couple droplets in there. <laughs> yeah, this yeah, combines totally. to make a baby. Yeah, and, oh, hello. Just got lab coats on, a flash montage, whatever. Um, <clears throat> Everybody get your lab coats on. <laughs> yeah, that's how you know they're scientists. Yep. Anyway, so she says that the film Splice made it sound as if, if joining DNA of humans and animals was, dif- was difficult, but it's actually remarkably easy. Um, she says all living things share the same genetic material, so there's no technical impediment to cutting and pasting together whatever you want to do mm-hmm. what is difficult is like this kind of extreme hybrid idea like something that would be stable enough to survive so that's right. where the movie goes off like in a world where you could actually do that and yeah. have something live in a world um, <laughs> where adrian brody's like windows computer pops up and the the thing says like Dude, successful genetics i know i like, was like I is this old is this like microsoft works like, it was, it was like uh it wasn't quite dos but it was like almost windows 95 and it's like boop and it comes up with the little like error 
error message. It's like yeah. your DNA so sample of, like, did not work. Windows 95 bloops happening. Yeah. Like boop, 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 yeah. boop. You know what's crazy though is in this article, this woman says, uh, this is a side note, but just going back to us shitting on this movie, she, she was, because <laughs> yeah. they asked her, does Splice get it right? She's like, where Splice did excel was in pr- portraying the atmosphere of the modern lab. She's talking about them oh, being casually dressed, mostly yeah. young, and they're shown interacting and joking and bantering. She's yeah. like, that's what scientists they, really like. Yeah, they turn up the, yeah, they're not just all dry right. losers. Yeah, they're, they're not dry losers with glasses, uh, but they are. They listen to rock. They listen to rock. They have emo haircuts. They turn it up um, loud. She's not disappointed in the science itself. She's disappointed by the fact that scientists in these types of movies are always eventually like these hubristic creatures that eventually yeah. like they cross the line and they're, they're never able to just like remain scientists. So much like in the movie Splice, they're, they're trying to harvest these embryos so that they can help save the lives of people with diseases. The biggest way that they could do this is to create better animal models to study how human diseases happen and how they progress and so on. But the biggest and boldest thing that they're wanting to try to do is to create farm animals that have human organs that could eventually be transplanted into terminally ill patients. Wow. Correct. So full organs growing within like a pig and then... You rip that out of the pig and put that in a human. I know. I mean, that's what I'm saying. In terms of like the animal rights and the animal testing issue here, you're like, oh my God. But we're going to have to look past that for yeah. now just yeah. to talk about what just the fuck they're doing. Like, I just can't. The, the bigger issues is like where this kind of technology could lead, what it could eventually mm-hmm. lead to, i.e. like pig people. But here's the, <laughs> the first thing. So scientists around the United States are trying to make embryos that are part human and part animal. And they are known as chimeras. Is that how you say that word? C-H-I-M-E-R-A. Because I think, isn't that that creature that's like part dragon, part... Oh, yeah. It's a mythical creature. Right. It's like a lion with... uh, Yeah, you know that creature. Dragon wings. Yeah, it seems to have like three heads. I know. Yeah, part ram? I don't know what that is. It's fucking cool. Pablo Ross is a reproductive biologist at the University of California, Davis. And he actually walks us through what part of this... In, in sem- I'm going to say insemination, that's not the word, but, you know, this process <laughs> actually happens. But first of all, he has to say, he has this to say, he says, quote, we're not trying to make a chimera just because we want to see some kind of monstrous creature. We're doing this for a biomedical purpose. Okay, sure, that makes me feel better, Pablo. Thanks. Yeah. We're not um, just trying to create a monster to destroy <laughs> the earth. We're also yeah. trying to, like, use it to cure yeah. Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's. So he was demonstrating, uh, Mr. Ross, Dr. Ross, rather, was demonstrating how he's... Dr. Bob Ross. Dr. Pablo. Pablo is Paul, right? Mm, So Uh, close. I know. Uh, Should have been Roberto. I think, think, oh yeah, Roberto. I was like, isn't Spanish for Bob, Bob? (laughs) (laughs) Such an asshole. (laughs) You know, they're not... He's Pob Ross. He's Pob Ross. (laughs) (laughs) I see what you're doing there. (laughs) Fuck. (sighs) We're just gonna take these little pig embryos and just uh, cut them up. Like these happy little pig we're just embryos. See what's and, going on. Yeah, They're not like, so happy now. They've been cut up and sliced. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> anyway, these okay. Are, so th- this Ross is talking about happy little pancreases. Yeah. Exactly. Um, okay, so he's talking about, so the first step involved here is uh, using a new gene editing technique to remove the gene in pig embryos that are needed to make a pancreas. Okay. So basically like, you know, leaving a void within the pig that needs to be filled, <laughs> right? Okay, so but then later. No pig on a, the pancreas. <laughs> right. Human pancreas. Ooh, I'll nestle hey, in right here. Oh, like a hermit crab, Yeah. But these these stem cells that are inserted into the pancreas void, right? They're called IPS. It's induced pluripotent stem cells. They are they're made from human skin or blood cells, and they're chemically reprogrammed so that they can be a little bit more versatile or whatever. And that's the idea is a little more stemmy, a little bit more stemmy, and eventually a little bit more pancreasy. <laughs> that's, that's the whole. That's the idea. So then he basically, you know, he's talking about the process of, you know, lasering into this void and then inserting human cells uh-huh. that will hopefully, quote unquote, create that pancreas. And so then the pancreas would be harvested within the adult pig. Then you cut it the fuck out of the pig and then you give it to the terminal p- patient. That's, and, then, that's and then the, the pig just like, uh, is dead. thanks guys. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, surprise, surprise. They're somebody like, got to chop it up, make it bacon. I yeah, don't know. I'm right. not trying to sit here and say like, you know, we're at the point where we respect animals as people. Right. I, mean, it, we, I, I think that's probably where we should be because yeah. we are all fucking connected and we're yeah. all related. But uh, w- of course, I understand. Yeah. That. You know I, what I mean? I, f- I do feel like we've reached the place where it's like, no, but we should care about these things that have feelings. But we have we're still very far from the place of like, but they're as important as a human. Like if it was like this suffering or a human suffering, we know what we would pick every time. Correct. And that's... We need to... I mean, we are still pretty early on in the evolutionary process. So we're going to get to the point where like, you fucking ate animals? animals? Are you insane? Are you out of your mind? That animal's your best goddamn friend, you yeah. crazy person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cool little buddy. <laughs> What's interesting though is along with all of the moral objections, there's this idea that, yeah, sure, we want them to become like pancreas cells but it could easily or not easily but it could possibly those stem cells could move to the brain so then of course some people are talking about like well you're saying that there's a possibility that there could be a pig with human consciousness or so it develops into a human brain human within brain the pig within a pig could you imagine head? it's not like because I would imagine like it would become a pancreas in the head and be like, whoa. But, yeah. <laughs> but then if right. it's like just creating human brain right. capabilities well, if, if within a Because you have these cells that then you just like reprogram. But then, you know, I mean, much like we even saw in the movie, like they didn't they didn't think about these yeah. other genes, like regenerated one thing or changed or right. blah, blah, blah. They spliced themselves, <laughs> you know, it's like. So, Life finds a way. Yeah. Here's, here's, for example, like if a male chimeric pig mated with a female chimeric pig, the result could be a human fetus developing in the uterus of that female chimera. What? Precisely. Like, that's again, these are all like slippery slopes. Like, this is not like happening tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But I think this is where people jump in. And as with any bit of technology, it's like, well, but if we have robots that, that are functioning as humans, what mm-hmm. makes it seem that you can't marry your robot? It's like, right. these are all the things that we have to deal with. But yeah, could you, could you imagine that? Like, another possibility is the animals could give birth to some kind of part human, part pig creature, <laughs> which is like the stuff of nightmares. That is the stuff of nightmares. That's like that, that... Twilight Zone episode where like the yeah where they're like pig the, faced yeah. yeah they are pig faced uh, they're oh. literally pig faced but I do wonder yeah like how fucked up is it that we made a horse and a donkey and create a mule which literally right. can't have kids so is it's that like right? yeah it's like a species that doesn't really exist what uh, what do you mean mules. it can't have kids it does it's sterile like it's a species that the only mules that ever exist are the ones that we make are you like serious? they don't then have kids. Because Whoa. they, yeah, like. What if that's a horse and an ass? What is it? Yes, it's a horse and, a, and an ass. And it's a donkey, a, whatever. Yeah. They, uh, and there are these examples of interspecies things that can carry to term. Like, I want to say, like, South Park was like an elephant and a pig. And they, and you can't really do an elephant and a pig and, like, have them have sex and then right. create a thing. Which is sort of what I was talking about before. And that earlier scientist, mm. the, uh, uh, Dr. Roan, that I was mentioning, she was saying, she's like, you know, this kind of splicing happens all the time, but we're so far from that yeah. being, like, feasible and being carried to term. So this is all, this is all, in some cases, like, just looking forward and, yeah. you know, worst case scenario, if these smaller steps become successful. Yeah, that's, I, I don't know, like... I'm all for growing organs that can then be specifically related to that person because I know there's a lot of issues with organ transplants winding up being rejected by the host because they don't have a similar enough DNA or a similar enough blood type. And if you can do things that can get somebody a free pancreas, then that's great. Right. I mean, it's one of those things. But but to me, if you weigh this against 3D printing a pancreas, I would much prefer that. You know what I'm saying? If that's a possibility than yes right I would which say, they're 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 actively working on this kind of shit i mean yeah. i know it's it, extremely complicated especially when you're thinking about capillaries and blood vessels and all the things yeah. that you would be able to well, it weave. sounds like 3d printing an organ is like the one that will come way later mm-hmm. but we should still be working on that because we don't want to fuck with these animals but right. in the meantime while that technology is still far mm-hmm. out we have this other thing that we can do too which is create these uh, totally organs within another animal but that sounds fucked up to me especially the more that we understand like how sentient pigs for example are well that's the thing is we still haven't described what consciousness is yeah and i'm glad that you kept using the phrase human consciousness mm-hmm. inside a pig because oh they're what very is, conscious yeah like consciousness in general and like you know I, I think that we can all agree that if you can feel pain and you know that you don't want to feel pain that that's probably enough consciousness that we should treat that 
being with more respect and not just not care that it's feeling anything. It is important to point out the hubris that maybe sometimes scientists are given or that they develop Uh this idea of quote unquote playing God. So I still don't know. I I definitely don't like the idea of human pig creatures. Right. Uh, Right. Just like, what's your immediate impulse? I'm like, don't like it. (laughs) No, I don't like that. Well, it's also like, I'd feel bad for it. It's not going to get easily accepted by humanity. And oh, right. That's what we're concerned about. Like, <laughs> not fitting in in school. Feel real weird. And, <laughs> you know, it's going to be all like trying to say something and just winks come out. So I looked into aging genes. Okay. Now, there's this guy whose motto is cure aging or die trying. That's that's 50 Cent's follow-up album. <laughs> cure aging or die trying. The quote from this guy is, I want to cure my aging, my friends and family's aging, my investors' aging, and make a ton of money. And I want to cure everybody else's aging too, but I put that probably equal to making a ton of money. That's his full quote? That's his quote. God, you're like, spit it out, Junior. Like, yeah, well, spit you're... it out for one, and then also... Good thing you're doing it for the right reasons. Right, totally. I mean, just like, did you have to list literally everybody in the world one by one? (laughs) And also, and then say like, but what I really care about is what is the money. I guess I'm sorry that I that I like floated past that because I'm like, duh, yeah, no shit. That's what that's what everybody (laughs) does everything for, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, one of the things I did want to talk about is like, does it matter what the motivation comes from if the outcome is pretty good? Like if. If uh, you're motivated by money to cure cancer, but then you end up curing cancer, is that, like, who cares if you're motivated by money? Oof. I would say no, except for the fact that you can't d- separate the economics from it. Right. So you might say, like, yeah, you cure cancer, but what does that mean in terms of access? Mm-hmm. If if the motivation is money, that means it's going to probably cost money to get these treatments right, and some people don't that have that <laughs> so even if he creates it then he's yeah. gonna eventually try to well you know it, and, yeah. and as with everything i mean we've even seen with the fucking EpiPen. you know what i mean it's like if put in the hands of people that are purely motivated by money and profits mm-hmm. I, it might not be that great of a thing or rich folks are getting cured or right. and especially as oh, i can't not trying to make it political although we have to we're talking about stem cells later yeah. on so, so there's these things called telomeres, and they're Tele- at the, telomeres, okay. T-E-L-O-M-E-R-E, mm-hmm. and they're on the ends of chromosomes, and the analogy that I've heard is, is like those little plastic nubbins on the end of your shoelaces Okay. that like keep the shoelace from fraying. Love it. Love, uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. And over time, you lose a bit of this, mm-hmm. uh, oh, you know, bit by bit, and that's kind of like one of the main functions of aging. Mm-hmm. So at conception, we have about 15,000 DNA base pairs of telomeres, mm-hmm. 15,000. By the time we're born, they're shrunk down to 10,000. By the time we're like old in our golden years, there's only 5,000 left. Mm-hmm. And there's genes that turn on production of this that can add back onto it. Okay. So at Harvard, in the first study that they did, they took mice that were like the equivalent of 80 or 90 years old with like wrinkled skin, sluggish intestines, as they put it. (laughs) A little saggy, Uh, little uh (laughs) flip-flops. And then they like turned on the telomere production and the tissues rejuvenated within a month and they became like young adults again. Wow. And it proved that like it's possible that getting the telomeres to reproduce will stop not just us dying of old age, but the aging process. Okay, before we, let's, I have a lot to like talk about in terms of my own personal feelings mm. about this, but as you were talking, you know what's wild? One of my many jobs is interviewing people, whether they be authors or artists mm. or in this case, scientists. And Ooh. I interviewed a scientist. And this is from a company that has produced something called MitoQ because the idea is mitochondria, which is like the battery of your cell, right? Yeah, yeah. They start to degenerate essentially around age 30. Uh And those, you know, it's the depletion of antioxidants and the depletion of the energy that they produce and kind of the the degeneration of the mitochondria, for example. So they developed this thing called MitoQ and it's both in supplements but also in topical creams for your skin. And what it does is (laughs) it injects antioxidants directly into the mitochondria not only to help stop 
neurodegenerative diseases in their track, but also stop the aging process altogether. Wow. So guess who got a whole bunch of fucking samples of those oh, for my really? story? <laughs> Is that why you look so young? And Is that why you have spry? that fresh glow? I'm like, no, I just look like I'm 15. That's just unfortunately what I look like. Um, those are my genes. Those are my genes. You get it? Yeah, but but I think what was so interesting in talking about this is I was like, wow, you know, because when you think about all the things, like, if, for example, let's just talk about the skin. You know, mm-hmm. you have collagen and elastin that's just kind of at, at a certain point being like, deflating and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. The idea of you being able to inject something into that and either kind of stop it in its tracks or at least slow it. Tighten up that loosening rubber band. Yeah, totally. I mean, it is great. Again, you know, I'm... I, I, I'm generally not super vain, but come on. I can already... I, we all have some level of vanity. But let's also be clear, I am a clown, so it's like I make so many fucking expressions, my right. face is going to be a goddamn nightmare. There's makeup all over your face. Yeah. That's how clownish you are. No, that's not what I mean. But I'm always like, you know, and if the whole point of Botox is to like stop your muscles from being able to make expressions that I'm like, oh, I'm done for, man. (laughs) I'm like my forehead alone. There's too many eyebrows happening. The funniest thing is like you're talking about this on an audio only performance. I know. But you know what I'm doing when I go blah, 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 blah. Like you can imagine what Joya's face is doing at that time. We should put out like pictures (laughs) of you going blah, 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 blah. Just to give you an idea. But no, but the amount of times that I have like raised eyebrows, it's like, what? Yeah. You know, come on, let's yeah. let's be clear. Anyway, her so, face matches her voice, folks. So, <laughs> so okay, so that's my introduction to in so that so that I can answer your question because uh-huh. you're like, what do we think about being able to stop the aging process? Well, uh-huh. look, I would love to not. Nobody wants to die, right? right? Like nobody's like, I would love to start sagging and be and wrinkle up and turn into a prune. I right. would love to get neurodegenerative diseases. Nobody. But I think it's always like a, stri- a slippery slope when, w- like, stop the aging process altogether. Uh-huh. I don't fuck it. I, I don't want to be alive forever, dude. Right. That I think, and that to me is a personal thing. But I also feel like that's not how, bio- that's not how biology works. Yeah. Everything starts and finishes, right? Well, and the, then or transfers that energy so elsewhere. So far. So far. But I mean, it's for one reason. Like I don't know. I. My impulse is like I have less of an issue of, you know, humans living on through AI than Ooh. actual humans living forever. Like I've my feeling is like I want to live I'd live like 700 years. You know, I, w- I, w- I want to see a lot of shit that happens like I don't want to live forever, forever, but I would live a lot longer than humans currently do. You and I vastly disagree on this. You wouldn't like a, co- a, mo- no. a few more years. No. With the way things are going? Are oh, you fucking right. kidding me? Well, that wasn't what I meant. <laughs> okay, no, I, it's hard for me. Like, it's Again, you're asking that question in the abstract, but I'm like, nah, like man, I don't need to see the, the world destroy itself. suck. No, like, I don't want to go. I would love to know what it feels like to burn alive and then drown at the same time because the earth is completely destroyed. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I mean, but but that that to me is like, you can't ask one without the other, I, in my I opinion. Guess, I guess, yeah. I, I'm going under the assumption that we don't like irradiate the planet. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I mean, it might be fun to, no, I take that back completely. <laughs> Nothing about that is fun. I uh, am perfectly happy. I mean, I think it's great that, you know, what, people used to live until like 30, 40, and now yeah. we live to over 100. That's great to me. But I'm like, do you, I don't need to live but to when, 200. If you were living in the time where everybody died when they were 30, wouldn't you be like, living to 100? What are you, crazy? That's too long. No. I feel like 700 no. years is a good amount. No. Knowing it's how a good I, amount of time. I think you're full of baloney, but you're entitled <laughs> you to get feel to, however you feel. You get to see a lot of stuff, but you're not immortal. It's not like, you know, millions of years. You don't think you would get fucking bored? What are you talking about? Bored? There's a whole universe. I would get to I would get to learn about like like look, I'm probably not going to get around to knitting in my lifetime, uh-huh. but in 700 years I think that shit's knitting. bullshit, man. I feel like, well, because I think all that also does is it trivial. I mean, in my trivializes is a strong word, but I think like there is something about like you know make your mark on the like yeah. we're here in a blink of an eye, man, and this is it, and blah blah blah. It's just to me, it goes back to that same like get fucking over yourself, man. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, leave, it goes. like we already gonna have nine billion people on the planet by twenty fifty. Yeah. Do we really need your ass around in seven hundred years? No. I have a lot of wisdom. <laughs> Lots of wisdom. Oh, my God. Well, talk about, I would be like, oh, my. 
as bad as it is for the back in my days to happen, then yeah, you're like, back yeah. in my days, yeah. me hundred years ago. But, like, but we're talking about, like, you don't act all old. You get to feel right. young the whole time. And then you just get to be, like, a young fucking millennial asshole talking about themselves well, all, all the time. Hopefully your mind would develop a little more. <laughs> I, just, I do yeah, come back to, I hate like, it. I know that I've said a couple of Steve Jobs quotes, but this one's a really good one about death which is that death is quite possibly the best invention of life. Correct. Because it clears Agreed. out the the old to make way for the new. Love it. And it, there's no like you illusion that you have anything to lose because you're only here for a short period of time. So like get it done. Thank there's you, no Steve like Jobs. urgency to immortality, like to get any, to do anything. And I really like that. Rarely am I like, way to go, Steve Jobs. I love that quote. But no, that's, that's one of those one. where I'm like, cause, because it doesn't, I mean, it all kind of boils down to every everything that we're talking about boils down to this fear of death, this mm. idea that like we don't want this to be it. It's why people rely on religion a lot to think yeah. like this isn't the end. This is just the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, people wanting to live forever. It's it's just this fear of death. And I don't know if that's if that's kind of cultural or not, because I feel like maybe around the globe we treat people treat death very differently yeah. throughout the world yeah. than we do here, which is like past the age of 30 and everyone's like, fuck, it's downhill. I know. Where'd my life go? A lot like, of, well, and then like every so often, like 40 is the new 30. Like that keeps happening. I do think it is. That's the case though now. Yeah. And that's the, you know, medical advances that we've had mm-hmm. where people are able to live lo- longer. Mm-hmm. So you don't have that like, oh, I have to be married with kids at age 15. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But 15. <laughs> I mean, back in the day or yeah, no, actually did. still currently, unfortunately, around the world. But I also think, unfortunately, at least in America, that a lot of the like 40s, the new 30s again, because it's impossible to survive yeah, in this country. It takes forever and, to yeah, get a, you know like, what I mean? fully like, established as a life. Yeah. Like yeah. as a almost 30 year old, I'm not like happy about the fact that I can't rub two dimes together. Uh-huh. But unfortunately, I am one of millions that right. are like, I can't do anything because I went you know, I'm paying student loans for the rest of my life. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like this, mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. So I think it is both um, like societal and, and, and medical. medical. Yeah. Hmm. Tell me about these fruit flies. So yeah, fruit flies carry 60% of the human genome. And one of the things that they're trying to do with aging was they turned on this gene called the intestinal AMPK. And that, say it one more time, sorry. Intestinal AMPK. Yeah, I don't know. It's okay. a gene. Um, okay, perfect, perfect. I love that. AMPK, it, radio it, news. Sorry, yeah, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> That's where my mind Boosting went. the lifespan of fruit flies by 30% for two years. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Back after this. Go ahead. But that was it. Like, they boosted the lifespan of fruit flies by 30% by turning on this gene that also exists in humans. Mm-hmm. The thing is, there's so many different things that are going to lead to the, quote, curing of aging. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, like, that guy that I was telling you about from like this company called Sierra Sciences with the, with the motto, cure aging or die trying. Right. Love that. Like, he gets a lot of shit from people in the scientific community because he's like, telomeres, it's the only answer. Right. And they're like, it's maybe a part of the larger exactly. puzzle mm-hmm. it's not like the the be all end all and when he's like selling it to an investors and stuff he's like no all you have to do is get these telomeres back and like we're right. young again when you sell it like a fucking infomercial it's yeah. it loses some of its a credibility magic pill. like at least uh, the gentleman that i was speaking to was saying he was like let's be clear diet and exercise is the mm-hmm. best thing that you can do for yeah, yourself well, yeah. however you know what i mean yeah in all these things they talk about the cool stuff that they do and then they're like and also if you limit calorie intake right. then life goes on You're like, like oh, a lot diet more. diet <laughs> yeah. okay yeah. okay so that shit but, but it yeah. did, they have found that like people with shorter than average telomeres have three times the risk of developing cancer and 11 times the risk of dying from it so I see. Okay. It's like, there, it's definitely, there's something going on here. Well, and I certainly g- can appreciate the idea of, you know, for example, if you know in your family that there's some kind of neurodegenerative mm-hmm. disease that mm-hmm. runs rampant, if you can kind of like catch it early, you know, it's like nobody wants to see anybody suffer. You certainly don't want that for yourself. Right. But I think it does, it kind of wraps itself up in the same question, which, which we can come back to later because we have been fucking philosophizing for a while. Mm-hmm. But this idea, like in the same way that Steve Jobs says that death is the is one of the best things that life's ever created, yeah, right? The greatest invention. The of greatest life, invention, rather. Yeah. Like, are these neurodegenerative diseases like that's part of evolution too? Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. You, we don't want to think of ourselves like that as being like the ones who lose in this survival of the fittest uh-huh. game. Yeah, but at the same time, like, 
and I, I am not striking a position here because it's it's like I have many people that in my life that I know suffer from these kinds of diseases. But it's like if you undo that, is that messing with with the Le- evolution. Right, uh, with the evolution in its well, own Well, that's right. where you combine it with the fact that we're, like, taking control of evolution mm-hmm. and it's becoming artificial evolution with AI and mm-hmm. machines. And you go, like, well, I guess if we're going to stop biological evolution already and take control of it ourselves, right. that is surviving as the fittest. Uh-huh. And we're going to make ourselves even more fit through yeah. g- gene therapies? Yeah, I don't fucking know. Is it real? So in the movie, the creatures that they create go through sudden sex changes. Correct. Out of nowhere, like a living being will just like become a different sex. Mm-hmm. And this is a real thing. It mostly now, in Now sex fish, is different from gender, right? I mean gender. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> I'm asking that honestly because I'm like, sex is not the same as gender or gender is not. The, I don't. Huh. And I, I'm thinking about people. Like I, I am talking about it in the more traditional okay. senses okay. of okay. gender. Sure. You know. Not what's in the mind, but is biological. Biological. Okay. Yeah. Because clownfish have like a hierarchy with a female fish at the top, like in all of their like schools. Mm-hmm. There's a female fish at the top. When she dies, the most dominant male changes sex and takes her place. Oh, fucking clown. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, I was waiting. I was like, when can it work? And then you, you laid it. You set it right up. Lobbed it right up for yeah. you to knock out of the park. Well, or to, to bunt. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm Yowza. being a total dick. <laughs> wow. Okay. And then the Rasses, W-R-A-S-S-E-S. Animal? It's a, a different type of fish. Oh, okay. Sex changes from female to male with the largest female of the harem changing into a male and taking over the harem upon disappearance of the previous dominant male. Jesus, so Mary it's like and Joseph, man. The dude dies or whatever, and the like biggest girl becomes a man and right. starts running it. <sighs> wow. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, this is a lot. And I'm thinking about it because, well, I mean, you, you can't analyze certain animals without also seeing how that... that transcends into human life right we are fucking animals like we are we all share <laughs> dna we're all together animals. we're all a bunch of fucking animals yeah um i mean we share 60 percent of our dna with a fruit fly right yeah, yeah we're all exactly. the same so I, it's amazing that it could just naturally mm-hmm. change genders on its own just like when another fish dies yeah the like one of them is like oh i'm the guy now I, don't, I, don't I mean, know. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm like looking at you mouth agape because I'm just like, holy shit. I'm thinking about that on an evolutionary scale, and it, and it certainly makes sense. If, for example, in the clownfish, you know, females are the top, then you have this guy turn. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know. Like, but then you think about, uh, you know, you think about transgendered individuals here, where it's mm-hmm. like, I mean, that doesn't happen naturally in people, and yet, the more that we understand about human, mm-hmm. uh, or, or rather, animal behavior or animal development, mm-hmm. the more we understand about ourselves. And I think the more it at least can shine a light on the fact that, you know, anybody that's like, oh, being transgender is unnatural, being gay is unnatural, right. whatever. You're like, or perhaps you are the one who is blind <laughs> here to right. the truth. Wow, that is crazy. Different species develop the genders at different points in the process. Uh-huh. And like the idea that transgender people is like completely impossible or something like that is just doesn't hold up. It doesn't make it. Well, I mean, yeah, that it doesn't hold up. That more and more seems insane yeah. with like the the number of people. And you read something like this and you're like, well, if if you do start from the premise of like all life on Earth shares commonalities, then uh-huh. we're obviously don't really work the same as a clownfish. But there's something to be said for the fact that there are male and female clownfish totally. and they work fundamentally similar to 100%. humans. And- you know, what's interesting is when I was living in New York City, one of the first jobs I had in the city was I worked at the Museum of Sex. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, for one month because it was just preposterous. It was a for-profit oh, museum, wait, by the way. I of that place. Yeah, Wait, yeah. yeah. 27th and 5th, as I recall. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it's still there, probably. Well, I think I remember some friends being like, we're going to go to the Museum of Sex, check oh, it out. Oh, my God. And, like, it and was... they're like, there were dildos everywhere. Yeah, precisely. Like, it was wild. Like, there was one, I- I'm going to get to the exhibit that I'm referring to but <laughs> the two like bullshit exhibits were the museum the, the hall of moving images aka the porn room the hall of moving images correct correct guys 
for-profit museum that I both worked uh, ticketing. I worked the gift shop. Imagine mm-hmm. the kind of things that happened to me there, yep. the things that were purchased oh, at the time. Goodness. Um, but then also, part of my job was I had to, um, when the security guards were taking their lunch breaks, I had to go monitor. So I'd have to stand in the porn room for like 45 minutes. And I remember what? like the first few days I worked there, I was like, I'm... I'm gonna explode right now. Like, they, how so am I not? So you just had suppo- to watch a bunch. Of I had porn? to watch a bunch of porn for 45 minutes. I'm like, with I'm with some creepy dudes. Like, no, not creepy. It was like couples and fucking fam- like people <laughs> right. walking around being like, hmm, hmm. Oh, hmm. Uh, and I'm sitting there being like, how is, how, uh, am I like, I am so aroused right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, I'm trying so hard not to be. I'm like. <sighs> moving on up like really try but it's, it's like it's a good what? thing like you can kind of hide that you don't have to like hold like a book in Correct. front of your crotch or something Correct. like a middle school boy but instead I'm just like all red and sweating and like <laughs> yeah. oh god uh, like directing people I'm like how are you yeah how are you I imagine um, you like come yeah. home to a boyfriend and just like get over here I think I was single at the time which was a goddamn nightmare oh, no god. uh, yeah anyway so but one of the other oh I'm sorry the other thing that I had to monitor yeah. was the sex machine room so you can imagine oh, like all man. the tourists that were in there and i was like hey oh, oh, no. ah, 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 stop touch don't touch the sex machine don't Did you have to like spray it down like was there like no, a you know, no because you're not supposed to fucking touch them good and i would be and i, I remember I, I mean not to be stereotypical at all but i remember this particular <laughs> instance it was japanese tourists and they kept t- they kept like fucking around with machines and i was like i was like i'm sorry one more time i'm gonna have to ask you to leave and yeah. i like turn away and look back and i just see the machine being like eat boop and I was like, what did I say? <laughs> I was like, because some of it was like power drills with like a dildo on the end. It was insane. It was ridiculous. Like, hello, age 22, Joya. Wow. Um, the, the, the Fresh exi- out of college. God, dude. The exhibit that I wanted to talk about or that had any value to me as a human being was um, the, uh, yeah, cerebral value. Okay, okay, there you go. Joya, do you want to clarify? Um, cerebral was, it was, value. Yeah, cerebral value. Was the, was the exhibit about animal sexuality and they were specifically talking about like homosexuality in the animal kingdom okay. so you know you're actually learning about things like oh this is extremely natural yeah and the more that that kind of information i think is is you yeah. know spread and there's like and a lot of gay dogs out there there's so many gay animals it's uh, you know insane. it's just not like it's insane they're overrunning I mean, the they're, world but yeah. what i mean is it's like that we need to we need to expel this idea yeah that get over being homosexual is remotely unusual do you want to talk about stem cell research you don't sound very excited about it i'm very excited it's just a very loaded i'm gonna try to not be like about it but since the mid-2000s research in stem cells has expanded including those not derived from human embryos. Do you remember George Bush was actually like the first president that kind of allowed for the expansion of this. um, Wait, really? No, of stem cells. He he like expanded the the research there, but drew the line at the embryonic. Okay, okay. So it's like you can study human stem cells, but not embryonic because that raises the moral question of like. But that like totally kneecapped the whole industry. Correct. Right. Correct. Yeah. Barack Obama then eased he... some of those regulations. And since there, there's been a lot more research into this. So currently there's more than 1,300 clinical trials on stem cell-based therapies underway. Um, that's according to a, a database maintained by the National Institutes of Health. So if you recall back to 2004, there was Proposition 71 in California that appropriated $3 billion for studies using embryonic or other kinds of stem cells. So that was saying like, fuck the feds, we can do whatever we want with yeah. this research? Yeah, in, in Cali. Right. <laughs> right. So the nation was, state of yeah, California. So that was Prop 71 um, in 2004, but then it was later, rather, that Obama released restrictions because obviously right. he was elected in 2008. So the reason, one of the reasons why embryonic stem cell research, for example, has been so morally uh, challenged is because the embryonic stem cells are collected from extra embryos produced from in vitro fertilization that would otherwise be discarded. Mm -hmm. So in the same way that people are like, oh, life begins at conception or life begins at fertilization, Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. why. It's the idea of like taking human embryos Mm -hmm. and fucking around with them. I think also, aren't they like afraid that it'll encourage people to get pregnant and then have abortions so that they like can like People might say that. That is so fucking absurd. I'm, I'm saying that's like one of the arguments that people make that's like utter nonsense i feel like that kind of mentality comes from the same people that are like 
well, if you don't want to get pregnant, put a Tylenol between your knees or whatever. What is it? It was like something like that. <laughs> I, don't, like, I haven't heard of that. Yeah, it was what like holding, like, I remember, I forget which dumbass politician that, that was talking like about keep how. Keep your legs closed? Yes. It's a fucking God. fuck you slap in the face wave saying keep your fucking that is legs a piece together. Of shit that would say something Correct. Like that. I wish I remembered off the top of my head. It was, unfortunately, there's too many of them right, that say this kind like, of stuff. Congressman um, <laughs> says horrible thing about woman. Right. Um, so the embryonic stem cells, because it's like the most you know, natural stem cell to, mm. to look at. That's one of the reasons why researchers and scientists have been using that a lot. But something new that was actually created in 2007, so after, uh, or not created, but has been researched since 2007, so after Prop 71, is these um, IP, IPS cells that I was talking about earlier, induced pluripotent stem cells. They act like embryonic stem cells, but they're created from adult cells such as skin cells. So they just like figured out a way to take regular full adult cells and turn them back into stem cells instead of having to get them from embryos? Yeah. So because the human embryonic stem cells was discovered in 1998, these IPS mm. cells were discovered in 2007. Okay. Because progress happens. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think that that's, in, in terms of this like moral question, some scientists say that the embryonic stem cells are kind of like the quote-unquote gold standard of these kind mm. of stem cells because yeah. they're like the most, most natural or the easiest. Or rather, they're just what we know the most about. Well, they're it also, it makes sense that that would be the case. Right. That like, you know, if the stem cell is basically a cell before it's decided what type of cell it's going to be, mm -hmm. then why wouldn't it just make sense that embryos and... Right early stage pregnancy kind of stuff. But, have. you know, as with anything, it's, you know, you might consider that the gold standard because that's just what you have the most information on currently. Yeah. And so you're nervous it, about exploring yeah, it, these other realms. But what that, all that points out to mm. me is how many fucking variables there are in this kind mm. of thing. So it's like, right now it seems like a lot of researchers are, they're more comfortable with the idea of using like a combo of the two. Sure. Some people are saying like, we don't need embryonic stem cells. We can use the, uh, these mm -hmm. IPS without having to discard these embryos. Other people say, no, this is the gold standard. Some people say, no, we need to have a combination until well, we fully understand the IPS. That even totally relates cells. back to like what we were just talking about with, if there's a better way of doing a cure that's further out and there's also another way of doing it that's not as good or like maybe hurts animals or something, mm -hmm. but that's our solution in the meantime in the intro, while we're yeah. still working on this other thing it's a tough line to draw but i guess to go back to it like thinking about it in this context i'm okay with growing human pancreases in pigs for now as long as we're still trying as hard as to we get can away to get that. away from that and to totally. have human organs through 3d printing and stuff but that's going to take a lot Agreed. longer so in the meantime let's do this other thing but you know what's so interesting is as, as we're talking i'm thinking about it too and you know again i'm not trying to come off like at a goddamn ideologue here but i do have ideology that i care about but when you think about you know the way that science works which is like okay oh there's this new thing that's actually better and potentially more efficient and could potentially help people mm -hmm. so it changes they're willing to change yeah. as opposed to for example like I don't know people who are funded by fossil fuel industries that are they are specifically standing in the way of progress because uh -huh. it it would affect their bottom line and it's right. like or you know coming up with ways of shitting on wind energy you have Donald Trump being like uh -huh. well it kills all the birds it kills all the eagles and stuff what it's a like bunch of bullshit and it sucks is. and I agree with that that's unfortunate but what is the greater good here? Much of this stuff could be debunked in the next few years. Uh -huh. Not necessarily debunked, but at least improved upon. Right? Definitely, definitely. It appears that we don't necessarily need embryonic stem cells in order to do this research, mm -hmm. but it you shouldn't just like scrap it because there's a new thing because we still don't know. There's right. so many unknowns because it's it's adult cells, right? Mm -hmm. They already know what they are. They're blood cells. They're, they're human they're yeah. skin cells. So yeah. I don't know, man. I, I just feel like... Ugh, it's, it's so complex and it's so dense for my brain to understand. And again, in the realm of trying to eradicate these diseases, mm -hmm. I can't not be in support of it. Right. But there is no way in my mind that it's going to stop there. Yes. And that's what I have the issue with. However, as we've talked about before, you can't have one without the other. Right. And then when we get to that other place, we'll have to have another conversation about like, okay, on this next step, is the, do we regulate it in this way or mm -hmm. do we do it in that way? I, I feel more than ever like we're in this transition period and maybe we'll just always be in, it'll feel like we're in a transition period. Mm -hmm. But I, I, we've come to realize how much we don't know mm -hmm. and how much could be known. And now we're just like, 
feeling out step by step like okay if we take a step here is there a landmine there right, right. Uh, like oh that didn't blow up in my face totally. uh, well like maybe the next step on the same path and then it's like oh that was the landmine i mean i guess that's science too right trial and error yeah it's not just oh well we have these technologies at our fingertips and we're just waiting for them to happen we're just right. waiting them. like unfortunately politics does determine how much funding a lot research energy is going to be put into certain things and Mm -hmm. if those things are run by people that are like "Mm, i haven't any interest in this or i am morally opposed to this then you're standing in the fucking way so it goes back to that thing in interstellar where they're like we've got problems to fix here on earth we can't be spending money on going into space and it's like well you're gonna have to we can focus on the the issues that we're facing right now but we also have to be focusing on these larger issues too right and finding that balance, I get how you can say like, well, we've we've got to deal with jobs right now. Right. And like, but then the other thought is it creates jobs when you try to go for these steps. And I don't know. Well, I mean, it's also not to like jerk ourselves off for a second here, but I'm going to. Uh, I'm into it. <laughs> literally, figuratively. No, um, I, I think it, it, it comes from the base point of truly thinking about it and what Mm. that really means to you. Because I think, unfortunately, many people in power haven't gone this even as far as you and I have gone in terms of what we think about it. And their their views, their points of view, the lens through which they're looking at these things is so colored by things that are not based in Mm -hmm. science and are based in ideology or self-interest or, or self or yeah. mostly self-interest yeah. and you know financial in- interest but some of these people it is a like a weird moral <coughs> religious thing you know um and and that is troublesome i mean in a lot of these articles i was reading many of the new young scientists and researchers are concerned they're like i have no idea what's going to happen in the in the realm of biology when it comes to these kinds of things. Because of the funding cuts that are Because of funding cuts, because, yeah, people that mm. are at the heads of these things, you know, if you don't, if, if what is it, somebody, like, doesn't believe, like, Donald Trump wants to, like, do away with NASA or something? Like, I, I don't know. You know what but I mean? It's, the, like, or cut funding, rather. Yeah, at least, if you're not a nationalist, you can take solace in the fact that, like, somebody's going to do these things. Right. And, and it's, it'll probably it be the used Chinese. used to be us. Yeah. It, it, back in, like, the 50s and stuff like that, we were all about doing stuff like this. Right. It, we don't have to be the ones to create no. these things. It would be great if we were. There's right. no reason not to. But There's absolutely no reason not to. But um, um, let me I, see. I want to take solace in the fact that America is not the only group of people on the Correct. earth who are trying to right. do things. Uh, I mean, my God, we're talking about transitory periods. It's like, this is the transition where like the United States is not yeah, we're going the superpower to... anymore. Yeah. <laughs> because one of the things that really propelled us is that mm-hmm. we were at the at the forefront of innovation and trying to get to the outs- outer space right. and to and, the outer space. And the, but the death spiral, like the, the real downward spiral starts when you're like, well, we can't do this thing that like helps with long-term growth because we have these short-term problems mm-hmm. and that's where it like really gets bad. And or you're like, I don't even want to think about this because God did it all. Well, that. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you can't come back against that. You want to do favorite lines? Let's do favorite lines. You want to go first? Oh, okay. Th- I mean, favorite is, you know, <laughs> is a strong word. But one of these experiments was they had these, what were the two creatures called that they had in the box? Fred and Ginger. Oh, yeah. There's Fred and Ginger with these other two hybrids that they've been fucking around yeah. with. But they just look like they were, tremors, basically. They were weird little blob monsters yeah. that it was like, I think it was the same thing as Dren just without the human DNA. Right. So, which is so funny that it's like it took the human to have it be like a fully formed, <laughs> a fully formed like looks being, like a figure. Yeah, but other, in, but without like the human element, it yeah. just looks like literally tremors that are yeah. like, and by tremors, I mean the movie with Fred Ward and Kevin Bacon. We know who the classic talking. movie tremors. <laughs> the classic movie tremors. Anyway, they have these two tremor creatures <laughs> in a box. And they're, you know, showing them to the to the crowd. They start attacking each other, whatever. Well, they're trying to justify, the scientists are trying to justify why this went down. And then we see a shot of Adrian Brody holding a glass of water. <laughs> and he has this to say, quote, two males caged together and stressed. <sighs> and then, like, frantically starts drinking his water. Because that was the expository put, line to yeah, let us know, like, oh, that's why they did it. Because it, it's two males. Yeah, stressed. it was like there was a sex change on one of them. And so, like, they became, they hated each other. Well, you, you can bless his little heart because he's trying to do the best that he can with that writing. So right. he's like, oh, I've got water. I'm going to use this problem. I'm going to cut awesome. myself off with the drink. Great acting boy. choice. Yeah. Okay. What's yours? Uh, my, my favorite line was, if God didn't want us to explore his domain, why did he give us the map? Mm. They're not wrong. 
they're not wrong. That's probably well, one of the most poignant lines because you're like, okay, what right. what time? What when did that happen? It was really early on. Okay, really it, early They kind of like they blow past it. Like they don't like really hit that line. Mm-hmm. I th- I want to say it's like you were quoted in this magazine as saying. <laughs> If God didn't want us to explore his domain, why did he give us the map? Right. Did he give us the map? Did he? We kind of, yeah. we found the map. We're assuming that God exists. Is yeah, a there's lot also, taking yeah, place. The, the way that like scientists would be like, it's the God particle. It's right. the Higgs boson. We've, it's the, you know. There's got to be some like point of comparison or like mm-hmm. whatever. Anyway, so. That's all. Oh, I pre- can I say one more? Can I say one more? Yes, please. This was probably like the the clearest change of heart that I had on this movie. I think I was like trying to be supportive. <laughs> For some reason, the female scientist decides that she's going to put makeup on this fucking creature. Oh yeah. On the monster, yeah. Dren. Yeah. Because, you know, of course, overnight she becomes like super maternal because that's just what happens, right? You make well, a creature in a lab and you're just a mom now. The creature's like hitting that adolescent age where it's got to learn about like presenting right. itself. You know, and girls wear makeup, so. <laughs> she, as she's putting this fucking makeup on this goddamn creature, oh, yeah. she's like, my mom wouldn't let me wear makeup. She said it was debasing. And then follows it up with this. Who doesn't like being debased every once in a while? No. To which I say, Bleh! <laughs> I think that was one of those where I was like, that's why this movie isn't successful because it doesn't matter how many fucking complicated concepts you can come up with and abstract yeah. concepts. That basic lack of regard for reality to me as a viewer i was like i can't this movie happened i'm glad that we watched it yeah one other thing i wanted to mention was that i kept being reminded of one of my favorite futurama jokes futurama has this fake version of the twilight zone that they call the scary door Mm -hmm. and it was one of those things where it's like a scientist saying i've combined all the dna of the world's most evil animals to make the most evil creature of them all and then this guy comes out of the machine it turns out it's man totally i mean as as silly as that is you're like uh, that's always what everything boils down to mm -hmm. it's the human element i mean this this creature wasn't supposed to be a predator but they're like Oh, but the human element. Yeah. That was yeah, the predator. Yeah, they're, like, they're like, there's no predator DNA in the thing. And it's like, except for the human. <laughs> yeah, like, ow, oh, I get it. Yeah. Um, cool. All right. Human's the ultimate predator. Uh, you want to do predator next? <laughs> I'm kidding. I was, you know, there was like a moment of silence yeah, where I was like, like wait a minute. Yeah, we, maybe that's maybe a real thing. I would actually like to do some alien shit. Let's and do I'm some not, alien shit. I, and I don't necessarily mean like alien, but I mean like something, whether it's contact, something like that. Yeah. What, let's, let's, do let's do contact. Carl Sagan, he wrote the book and you get, you get Gary Busey's son in there. Busey has a son? Oh, Jake Busey. He's a delight. Holy shit. Get okay, ready cool. for some We're going to do contact next. All right. Thanks. See you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.